is Phoenix FM. Yes, it is. It's film reviews and movie news. The first one of the year. And joining me for such a task is the only man I know who chimes like Big Ben every time somebody says his name. It's Mark Sibby. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. Um, and, uh, before I say anything, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. And How are you, Mark Sibby? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. We should say Happy New Year to all. Well, you've already said it, but Happy New Year to everybody listening as well. Um, thanks for tuning You're in for another year of first, first time of the year stuff. Um, well, let's hope 2021 in the film world is better than 2020 in the film world, shall we? A little we? bit more reliable would be nice, would it? Uh, yeah, reliability. Less That's fluid. the word. That's the word, reliability. <laughs> um, I am keeping my fingers crossed. I'm going to uh, touch wood, which is basically me touching my head. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> buy a, a horseshoe and I'm also going to rub uh, one of our rabbit's foot as well. Uh, one of those. Was oh, that a thing? Is it? Yeah, rabbit, yeah, rabbit's yeah. Foot. Yeah, rabbit's foot. Yeah. Oh, I've not heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give yourself a rabbit. Yeah, you will. Yeah, and absolutely. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought uh, no movie news. Well, there is obviously, the, but I thought we would just go through a list of films that we are hopeful will come out this year, basically. Um, <laughs> At some point this year. We're giving them a 12-month window to yeah, get this out. Yeah, That's fair absolutely. Enough. Yeah, so I thought we would go through some films um, that maybe people are excited about, maybe people have forgotten about because, you know, they've been pushed a whole year and you're like, oh, yeah, that's coming out this year, isn't it? Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll let's talk about some of those films. Um, it's like your movie forecast. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's a difficult word, isn't it? Forecast at the moment. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first film we should really talk about, which has had more dates than I think I did in my teenage years, um, No Time to Die. Um, oh, yes. It is still scheduled for 2021 in April. Um, Let's hope they get it done before Daniel Craig's 97. Poor, and, uh, poor old Daniel Craig. You know, oh. I think about this because Daniel Craig did not want to make this film, and then they threw a threw a boatload of money at him, and he turned around and said, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." And he thought, you know what? I've got to do one press tour, and that's it. <laughs> haven't got to do any more. Haven't, haven't got to talk about James Bond ever again. And now he's sort of been living with it for over a year. Um, <laughs> he's never going to not be James it, Bond oh, now, is he? This is the thing. It's, I, I, I do kind of feel sorry for him. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of him as James Bond, I've got to say, but I'm curious to see. So No Time to Die, yes, with fingers crossed, it's going to be in cinemas later this year, hopefully. April, if it sticks to that date, we wait to see. April, April, oh, okay. I'm going to write this down and then hold you to it. Don't, don't write anything down. Sure we down. have bets Just, on how no, accurate it's going to be. No, too dangerous, too <laughs> You're dangerous. you name a week. <laughs> yeah, too dangerous. Um, in terms of Marvel movies, so we have Ooh. three Marvel movies, four Marvel movies, sorry, next year. We've got The Eternals, which is uh, ushering in phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, hey, yes. yeah, it's all needed a reboot now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I'm curious to see what they've done with this. This is all based on uh, the graphic novels by Neil Gaiman. Um, and mm. obviously this is a hugely new uh, set of people so you kind of have yeah. to get used to them i'm looking forward to this i have to say this is the the, the, the big one i'm looking forward to um the Excellent. other one i'm really looking forward to is shang chi and the legend of the ten rings now this is another part this is a new character in the marvel cinematic universe in phase four mm-hmm. um i'm looking forward to this but you know i've spoken a lot on this program over the past few years about my love of um 
Asian cinema. Yes. And, you know, just all of that sort of stuff. I, I, I'm just, I'm curious to see what Marvel can do with it. I've got to be honest. Um, is this uh, a character from Stanley's earlier creations or completely new? It, no, no, it's it's an old character. It's an old character. Okay. Yeah. I don't think, well, clearly it's not as well known as, you know, the, the main characters. But this is the point that yeah. they're doing is that they're making films about... Some of the, um, some of the, I don't want to say smaller characters, but some of the um, more cult characters, should we say? Lesser knowns, yeah. Yeah, um, and bringing them into Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you know, in the in Phase Four, which is great. Excellent. Uh, somebody who needs no introduction, uh, Spider Man. There is a new Spider Man film coming. Oh, another Spider Man. Hopefully, hey. fingers crossed. Keep your fingers crossed, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody else who needs no introduction and hopefully we'll get it because we've been waiting about a year for this as well. Black Widow. We're going to get a film starring Scarlett Johansson oh, yeah. and Florence Pugh. F- lovely Florence Pugh. Oh, yes, you love Florence Pugh. I, I do. Yeah, I've got a little soft spot for her. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to see that at some point. Um, so there's your sort of marvel films i i, I think we could say um, marvelous selection mar- yes exactly then we've got some other mm, comic book graphic novel superhero films so we're going to mm-hmm. see a new version of the suicide squad it's actually a follow-on from the original one but this ah. time directed by james gunn who did guardians of the galaxy so um I've excellent got a- bit Good more jobs there. hope for this one than the first one. Yeah. I mean, I hated the first one. I thought it was one of the worst yeah, films ever. But, bit. you know, I say that uh, Academy Award winner, Suicide Squad. So, Is it really yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it won an award, yes. Um, so there we go. So Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> he I'm, sounded surprised. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Zack Schneider's Justice League. So, I mean, we will talk about this in greater detail when it finally gets released. But Zack Schneider left the Justice League shortly after it finished filming uh, due to personal um, issues and left it to Joss Whedon to finish and then put it out. And obviously it came yeah. out to, let's face it, Feel. middling reviews. I'm, I'm sort of in the middle mm. with it. Um, and now over the past few years, there's been a groundswell of fans suggesting we should have Zack Snyder's version of it. Um, and Warners have stumped up the cash and he has now gone back and created this new version of it. My understanding ah. is it's going to be about eight hours. Um, it probably really? will be, probably Actually, be about four. Oh. But, but, but honestly, no, he's gone back and he's shot more oh, footage wow. um, yeah. and he's changed loads of stuff. So this is not just a, a, a recut. This is a whole new film. And I think that's the way it's going to have to be treated, basically. Um, yeah. More than anything else. Uh, so, so is this uh, still the same characters in this stuff? Yeah, yeah, uh, still the same characters. Yeah, we're going to see more but... of uh, a Cyborg. I think Cyborg, uh-huh. wh- wh- whatever. Um, whatever he decides to throw in the mix. Yeah, exactly. So we've got that coming. Um, I'm just looking down the list as well. Uh, we've also got um, Venom 2. Which, oh, Spider-Man's Yeah, nemesis. which, you know, the first film I had a lot of fun with. I had a lot of fun with it. That so was good fun. Eh? It yeah, was yeah, good fun. That. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't take itself too seriously. Um, when I think a lot of people went in thinking, right, it's going to be a very serious, very dark film. No, no, it yeah. fun in itself. It's great. So Venom 2 is coming um, as well. Um, so uh, we should also mention uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy. We're getting a new Space Jam film. Another Space Jam. Which I'm excited about. 15 again. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, can't wait. Um, <laughs> Sparkle Jordan, isn't it? Well, you say 15 again. Um, oh, do you know, Michael Jordan, I, well, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cameo. Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere along the line, you know, absolutely. So I hope so. Um, are you saying about feeling 15 again? Uh, we've got a new Ghostbusters film. <gasps> oh, wow. Ghostbusters Afterlife, which will follow on. It's a follow on, a continuation from Ghostbusters 2, basically, but years later. Um, uh, yeah, so we've got that as well. Any cast rumors have we got? Yeah. Uh, Listen, I'm not going to spoil anything, no, okay? No, if you okay. want to know, certain things are available online to, to find these things out, but I'm not going to say anything. I think that's like, yeah, okay, good, yeah, good. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, I so respect that. I'm going to Google it while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about 15 again. Um, we're going to get a film version of Mortal Kombat, the computer game. Oh, yes. oh nice. Yeah. Well, that's a bit of a thing, isn't it? They are turning a lot of uh, well, games into we TV. We did have a film adaptation of Mortal Kombat back in the 90s. Um, and it was actually a very popular film. It did mm -hmm. very well. Um, it's a little bit clunky nowadays. I've got to be honest, it feels very 90s, but we're now getting a, a new up-to-date version of it, basically. Um, so, nice. yeah, curious to see what's going to happen with that, um, I have to say. Um, see if it kicks the other one. Yeah, yeah, that would, yeah, that would be quite good, actually. Um so animated stuff, we've got uh, a film that I'm insanely excited about called Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, this is from Disney. Oh. It looks absolutely fantastic. It really does. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we've got Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, which um, was meant oh. to come out <laughs> last year, but is coming out this year as well. Um, Peter I don't Rabbit know... 1 ran away from its schedule, didn't yeah, it? It did, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know anybody who's excited about Peter Rabbit 2, but if you are excellent good for you um good, good, yeah <laughs> yeah good for you yeah absolutely um also in terms of animation we've got minions the rise of Gru. so oh yes another yes. minions film i you gonna know, see here's the thing i'm not a huge despicable me fan but i love the minions film love it oh the minions are just i mean everyone needs minions in their life yeah it's true so um you know here i'm curious to see what they've done clearly the rise of Gru. so it's a prequel and a sequel at the same time probably might be confusing um, which is fine. Hey, uh, the other film which has kind of stuck out for me, and I'm curious to see what what they've done, is a film called Rumble. Uh, it's an animated film about monsters wrestling each other, but not like well-known monsters. I'm just talking about you know like hand-drawn monsters, you know, one that's like red and he's got a long tail and whatever else. So it's it's monsters wrestling each other. Um, it's it's made by the WWE as well. So they're venturing into <laughs> animation now. Oh, wow. Mm. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin in monster form. Mm. Oh, the Would rock. you need to do too As much? A... <laughs> no, not, not sure. much CGI required. Then. No, no, not really. <laughs> not really. So, yeah, so there's that. Talking about monsters wrestling each other, we're finally going to get to see Godzilla versus Kong, which should hey. be out this year. We're finally going to get it this year. Uh, it, it was meant to be out last year. We're finally going to get it this year, which is great. Um so, Overrated showdown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the is, I think this is going to be the final part in this trilogy because obviously we had we've had two before it, and I think this mm. is going to be the final part. I think it depends on how well this does as to if they continue it. I guess uh, other films that just sort of randomly pop up that are on this list. Okay, I'm going to go down the list now. So 
Fast and Furious 9. Well, that was meant to be out last year, but is out this year. Okay, fine. Um, we've got the new Edgar Wright film, Last Night in Soho, which was all shot in Soho. I have to say I saw most uh, of it being filmed um, when I was walking oh, nice. through Soho in, what was it, 2019 was when he was filming it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I might be in it. Well, you, you, well in it. you could be in you it. never know. You never know. I mean, I did have to walk all the way around when I tried to walk through the set. They went, no, sorry, it's closed. I'm like, oh, is it? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I didn't really notice. Um, we fi- we're finally going to get to see the qu- a quiet place part two, which is fantastic. Oh, Looking yes. forward to that. Um, we're also going to get to see coming to America number two, um, which was meant to be released last year at Christmas, and yeah, then we, we Paramount yeah sold it to Amazon Prime, so it's coming to Amazon Prime in March, which is fantastic news. Uh-huh. It's going to be in cinemas as well. Got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, into the summer, we're going to see Top Gun Maverick. <gasps> yes. I mean, oh. I, I've been waiting for Great the day fire. to go back into the danger zone. And it's <laughs> happening. It's happening. It really oh, is. Get yeah. your aviators out. Here yeah. we go. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Dry um, ice so, out there, ready. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited for it. Uh, <laughs> other bits and bobs. Um, Spiral, which is a new sequel to Saw, starring... And written by Chris Rock. Oh, wow. That's a unusual collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really strange. He pitched it to the studio, um, which oh. is very strange. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening there. I've got Presumably not a comedy. No, definitely no. not. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, I'm curious to see what Emma Stone has done with Cruella. There is a Cruella Deville Origins film, not an animated oh. one, uh, come in. Uh, Cruella Deville to me is probably the most iconic Disney villain ever. I, I just absolutely adore her from from yeah, the animation. Yeah, it's pretty textbook, isn't it? Yeah, from the the original film. I love Glenn Close's version in the um, film from the nineties as well. So. I'm curious to see what they've done, but man, if they mess it up, yeah. oh, there's going to be there's going to be some role, strong it? words. There's going to be some strong <laughs> words. Let me tell you, um, some other oddities. Well, not oddities, just you know, odd bits that have, have piqued my interest. Everybody's talking about Jamie based on the stage production, which huge stage production. Um, you know, it's it's sold out for for years and whatever else. Anyway, they've made it into a feature film. Have to say, only saw the trailer for the first time last month. I was all over it. I'm like, this looks great. This ah. just looks fantastic. Heartwarming, inspiring as well. You know, everything you would want. So it looks like it's going to be a big British film. I've got to be honest on that one. Um and then hopping over the uh, the English Channel to France, actually not in France. The French Dispatch, okay, it's not actually in France, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a film, false coming, um, from the guy who did the Grand Budapest Hotel and Life Aquatic. Okay. So it's going to be very visual. Let's put it that way. It's going to be very nice. visual. Um, talking about visuals, the Lin Manuel Miranda stage show in the Heights has been adapted into a feature film. It was meant to come out last year, and then they pushed it back to this year. It looks super cool. Shall we say that? It looks super like cool. I'm nice. about 20 years too old to really enjoy it. <laughs> um, you know, but I've got to say it does look really good. It looks really, really fun. Um, Brilliant. So, if you're yeah. feeling youthful. 
Well, the good thing is um, there's probably that for the youth. And then for us oldies, uh, there's a new version of West Side Story coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, that's more real. Level, Steven I suppose, but... Spielberg. Oh, blimey. Steven Ooh, Spielberg. Yeah. Directed that by Steven Spielberg. Um, screenplay by Tony Kushner, who wrote... Um, oh, blimey, now the name escapes me. Um, the, uh, the incredibly famous um, stage production that was made into HBO show, Al Pacino, Meryl Streep. Oh, it's forgotten now. Anyway, Tony oh, Kushner is oh. this thing. I know. <laughs> Tony Kushner is this incredible uh, writer for stage and, and for screen as well, actually. So I, I'm interested to see what they've done here compared to the original, because the original is a classic. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute classic. That'd be, that'd be really a good is. watch. Yeah. When's um, that out? Middle of the year? Christmas. It was oh. meant to be out oh, last okay. month. It's They've now shuff, shuffled it a whole year, which is understandable. It feels like, you know, a bit yeah. like musical at Christmas. That's fine. Um, Sounds good. The other couple of films um, that I'm really excited about that are on my list, The Many Saints of Newark, which is a prequel to The Sopranos TV series. Oh, yeah. So it's that's a, right up your street, isn't it? It is, absolutely. So it is a prequel. It's the story of Dickie Moltisanti, who was Christopher's dad. So anybody who know, remembers Christopher in the TV show, it's the story about him and um, how Dickie and Uncle Junior used to go around and, well, scare the neighbourhood, shall we say. <laughs> do their thing. Yeah, do their thing. <laughs> um, the other film I'm really excited about, um, I, I'm really excited to see this, is Dune. Um, oh, yes, yes. The this the new great. film from Denis Villeneuve, who's adapted the book. Um, obviously, the last adaptation by David Lynch um, didn't go too well. Um, it's a bit of a mess. It's got to be said. But I'm kind of curious all the time about it. So I'm interested to see what Villeneuve has done. I mean, people said that you can't do a sequel to Blade Runner. He proved everybody wrong because Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, that's true. One of the best films of the year. The year that it came out. Actually, I watched it only couple of months ago again and i'm like this is an incredible piece of work so yeah. his him going into the dune world i'm i'm really pumped for it i've got to be honest i'm really pumped for it um so those are just a few of them Stuart. however just a few, that's probably as hundreds. we know netflix and amazon prime and all of these streamers don't like to advertise too far in advance their films so chances are all of these films that we've mentioned will be great but be eclipsed by something we have no idea is even happening at this moment. No, that's it. It could be something new thrown in the mix. We know, just yeah. appear out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've only got to think about, you know, uh, only just a couple of weeks ago. Well, not even a couple of weeks ago, 10 days ago or something. We had a Charlie Brooker film documentary thing on Netflix, which was only announced at the beginning of December. Yeah, so, just dropped it out yeah they're just like yeah here it is there we go and you go what wait when's it out three weeks what i didn't so (laughs) it it, it really is a case of and i like this about it i like the fact that there's a lot of people now just going yeah the film's out in two weeks and you go what i didn't know where's the marketing i yeah (laughs) i'm genuinely excited i listen i'm all for doing long promotions you know when we get first trailer and whatever else when you're waiting a year in a normal world by the way i've got to be said you kind of lost interest after a while. So when they turn around and they go, it's out in two months, that excitement stays at the top. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing what the streaming services are going to do this year and also how the, the film studios are going to adapt, considering what 
has happened. In, it's all shifted a bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, considering what's happened. So it's going to be a very interesting year in terms of films. Man, I mean, it's jam-packed. Jam-packed. Like there's, there's films in there that are going to come out at the same time where you're going to go, I want to see all three of those films, and they've all come out the same week. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think this is going to be the year as well. We've had a lot of things delayed, so you've got all that to look forward to, all the ones that we've been building up. Uh since last year, we can't wait to watch this year. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I think it's gonna ones. be. It's gonna be a big year. It's gonna be a big year for film. I'm not saying it's gonna be a good year for film. I'm just saying it's a big <laughs> we'll year for film. Yeah, together. we'll find out over the next twelve months when we review it every week. But um, it's gonna be a big, big year for film. It really is. Blockbusters are fingers crossed. Touchwood, uh, horseshoe, rubber, a rabbit's foot are back. They're back. Way. And you can hear a view every week here on Phoenix FM. Indeed. With you and me. Chip it in. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do this week's films? Let's do it. Even though it is New Year and a bank holiday, Hollywood does not need any sleep, does it? No, it doesn't. Films are out today and have out been out this week, and we're going to talk about some of them. Let's do it. Phoenix 98 FM. Yes, indeed. You're listening to Stuart Pick on Phoenix FM. And joining me for film reviews is Mr. Mark Searby, who I forgot to introduce you properly. You do still chime like Big Ben when I say your name. You do know that, right? I know you can't hear it because uh, it's like a built-in feature within you. Every time I say Mark Searby, that's what happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's a quite... A, Interesting feature to have. It is normally. You should be proud of it. Yeah. Normally, you'd get some sort of jingle going film reviews with Mark Zivik. Instead, I've got some sort of <laughs> donging noise, um, yeah. which. Some dongs in the background. Guess, yeah, different, oh, yeah. I guess. Excellent, fantastic. Um, thank it's like you. Stop playing QI, but back playing QI. Thank you for that. That's greatly appreciated. So, oh, what films have we got this week, Mark? Okay, so uh, we've got a couple of documentaries actually. It's a, it's a slow ease into the year. Um, so, that's right. We're all a bit fine. hungover. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in cinemas, uh, we have a documentary called Sing Me a Song. Now, this is a really interesting documentary because. Uh, documentary maker Thomas Barnes was in Bhutan, which is a small Buddhist nation in South Asia, right? So he's been making documentaries for, for decades. But he was there at the time when the internet became available and was able to film people discovering the internet. Now, I'm not talking about they Ooh. got it 10 years ago, 20 years ago. No, no, like the past couple of years. The la- oh, wow. You know, yeah, exactly. This God. is the thing. Yeah, it's not like a years in the making documentary. It's a now documentary. Literally. I just got the internet. Yeah, Bhutan only received full internet a couple of years ago. So think about that for a second. So this is Bhutan, not Hull. No, is- <laughs> no. Um, but just think about that for a second. Right? Yeah. You don't see the growth of the internet, as in you. You know, I grew up with the internet, as in when it was just starting, and it's slowly getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, they're kind of the same with you, actually. Um, mm. You know, you, you don't see that, so you have no idea about it. And then one day somebody goes, hey, here's a phone. You can look, <laughs> look at this. anything and everything up on the internet. I mean, how are you going to react to that? I mean, it's like mind-blowing, isn't it? Well, it Suddenly, kind of is. everything is there. Like teletext to internet well, is a big jump, isn't it? I mean, well, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. How do you react? And that's exactly what Barnes catches in this, I think, entertaining documentary, to be honest. Um, 
it mainly focuses on teenage boys who are training to become Buddhist monks. Yet, it's also still about being teenagers. Um, there's a great moment in the documentary where one of the boys starts to chat up a local girl via one of the many video chat apps that they have. Um, <laughs> Good old MSN, just like the old days. Oh, yep. could you imagine? MSN, <laughs> MSN Messenger. Um, no, slightly more sophisticated than that. Um, honestly, he, he looks... And then what happens is, right, the, the, the scene continues and he goes to meet her only to discover... She already has a baby, right? Oh. He look honestly. He looks thoroughly unimpressed and proceeds to look out <laughs> the window through the out the whole time that they're together. Um, and then she goes, "Do you want something to eat?" It's like, "No, I'm all right." And then it just sits there. That's it. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, honestly, it's so much. It, it it's just funny. It really is. Um, the other <laughs> thing about this documentary is, I think it reveals quite a lot about the importance of the internet because you know we take it for granted. We really do. Um, but for those who have never experienced it, it is a genuine marvel to be able to look at anything you want within reason, of course. Um, so to watch these people discover yeah, and the first play time. around with the Internet, I just found it absolutely entertaining. The boys all seem to be typical teenage boys. They all gather around <laughs> in groups and laugh and joke <laughs> to each other. And they've got little videos that they found on the Internet. Um there's a great scene where one of the mums um, is uh, uh, one of the boys is getting told off by his mum for not paying properly, uh, not paying attention in class. Right. He just sits there in silence and then he goes, oh, I've got to go back to class and gets up and walks off. Right. I mean, honestly, it's, <laughs> it's typical boy behaviour. Yet so you're no watching jokes. it come from a trainee Buddhist monk. So it sort of throws you off. And I think some of that comes from them experiencing the internet and seeing things like that you know um yeah, yeah it's a, honestly it's a genuine revelation to watch somebody experience the internet for the first time i think this is hugely entertaining it's funny it's heartwarming um yeah it, it's kind of an eye-opener really absolutely put yourself in that position that'd be quite interesting uh, yeah thing to discover yeah. here's the internet okay what can i do on it <laughs> um you can look up anything what, anything? Yeah. All those times they probably sat there going, now who was in that film? What was yeah, his name? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get the IMDb <laughs> app. Get it. Yeah, look them up. But Life yeah, it, all of those different things, how do you adapt to that? Straight on Facebook and all that. I don't think they've got Facebook. I'll be honest. I don't think, I didn't see them using Facebook. What have we got next? Uh, so another documentary that's in cinemas and also on Curzon Home Cinema as well. So you can watch it at home for, I think it's about nine ninety nine. Um, it's a documentary called Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. Okay. Sounds like a classic night out in Newcastle. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know, it's, it, it's interesting, actually. It's not too far from the truth because this, um, I mean, have you ever been in a pub that's kind of on its last legs? You know, it's about to close down. It, I mean, it's bleak. That's the thing. It's, it's like <laughs> death. One of those pubs. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like death local. is sat at the end of the bar just waiting for a, you know them to shut the door that's what <laughs> bloody nose empty pockets is about it's about a dive bar in las vegas that's about to shut down um so the inhabitants are the only way i can describe them are a bunch of drunks from all walks of life okay um <laughs> yeah there is a couple of older gentlemen who have been there for decades there is a war veteran uh, there's a couple of middle-aged women there is even a 30-something loudmouth as well i mean it's quite the ragtag bunch um, yeah 
but the documentary, yeah, but there's more than that. They're more sort of wander in and wander out. The documentary doesn't really ask you to feel sad for them. All the bar, to be honest, uh, it's more that this is what life is like on any day of the week. It, it doesn't matter that they're shutting down. Um, yeah. You know, it's a curious documentary because I have to wonder why it doesn't solely focus on a couple of characters more than others. Instead, it's kind of a rough shod documentary that I, I think to a certain degree doesn't find its feet it flounces around each of the characters vaguely not really much time is given over to any of them so it's difficult to fully get to know these individuals it, mm. it doesn't even yeah. give a greater understanding to the owner because initially at the start of the documentary it looks like it might focus on him because he gets his guitar out and he begins to serenade the bar <laughs> nice but that's kind of quickly forgotten mm. um a, a, another passenger in the documentary is uh, is throwing the bar's inhabitants overboard in favor of a it's kind of it's basically going right here are these people who look interesting but we're not going to do too much with them maybe the character is actually the bar and it's like yeah it is because everybody comes to the bar because of that but they come to the bar because of the people who are at the bar because they have something that's there um you know, I, I think this documentary yeah. should be absolutely riveted. I, I have to say I'm fascinated by documentaries like this, you know, documentaries about real life. Uh, yeah. one, one of my favorite documentaries of all time is Koyanotsky, which, yes, OK, it's just images with music, but it's it's real life. That's the thing. Um, so what we have here is a snapshot of time when a bar had everything in the world. It, you know, those inside it could want, which is alcohol, friendship, music. Yeah. laughter, love. I just find it a shame that a documentary doesn't capture the spirit of all of it. It feels frustrating to watch because just as it focuses on one of the patrons, you start to get to know their story a little better. It pulls back and it changes to somebody else. And I think uh, yeah. that's kind of what annoys me about it. Quite connect. Um, yeah. You know, part of me thinks that this is a documentary about an abandoned place before it becomes abandoned. The, it's a location that day trippers do not venture to. Instead, it's a bar for locals, you know, mm. all walks of life. Um, there is a fascinating documentary in here. I just think it needed to be sharper and have a bit more of a storytelling narrative, maybe. Um, certainly keeping its its gaze on one or two of the, of the people in the bar more than just flirting around with yeah, everybody a bit more of a um, deeper dive yeah i i think that's the thing so th there's something in this but not i've seen enough. the trailer with this it mm. seems like a good kind of uh well on the year we're not allowed to go to the pub and the <laughs> we've, we've all missed the bar uh it seems like you could land yourself in a pub and watch this and, and the funny thing about that is i watched this last year during the shutdown of of pubs and it oh, did yeah. make me yearn to go to a <laughs> pub, even with these people in it. Um, and yeah. th there they are singing and dancing and kissing and touching. I'm like, well, none of this exists at this <laughs> precise moment. Um, yeah, it's it's a documentary that I think has something to say, but it maybe gets lost along the way a little bit. Oh, shame. Mm. Didn't quite yeah. bloody its nose in its storytelling. No, it didn't quite empty its pockets all the way. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm. Should we, uh, should we do uh, a short break and then we'll come back with uh, some, some DVDs and on demand? I think that sounds good.
Yeah. Actually, we've got no... Because it's a bank holiday, right? We've not got to pay any bills. What I'm going to do, I reckon we should play a song which is very much linked to that last film. How about oh. Billy Joel's Piano Man? Does that not tell the story oh, of the bar? I love that song. Let's do it. This is Phoenix 98FM. It's film reviews. Mr. Mark Sibby joins us on Phoenix FM. Uh, we've got three more films to go. What have we got, Mark? Uh, we'll start with a film that's on digital download uh, from earlier this week. It's a film called Alone. It's about a recently widowed world traveller who's kidnapped by a cold-blooded killer, only to escape into the wilderness where she's forced to battle against the elements as her pursuer closes in. Um, yeah, sounds gripping. Yeah, you know, the thing is, um, the horror genre is very good at making films very cheaply, but also being incredibly effective. Um, you know, mm. it's not, not, I'm not saying that Alone is was cheap to make, but when you only have a couple of actors in it and it's shot entirely in the wilderness... I can't imagine it needs a huge budget, to be honest. Yeah, suspense is cheaper than Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Alone works well in that regard because it uses all the tricks at its disposal without compromising the main story, and it's quite chilling at times. The opening third of the film, we get to see Jessica, who's this uh, world traveller, um, basically get in her car and drive off from the city for a better life in the wilds of America. And what she does is uh, she tries to go around a slow moving car. And then as she's doing that, the car starts to speed up and she's on the wrong side of the road. And there's a large 18 wheeler truck coming oh, straight God. for her. And she narrowly avoids it, but then is constantly harassed by the other car. It's got, it's kind of a bit like Jewel and a bit like the Russell Crowe film that we reviewed last year, Unhinged as well. Yes, I was going to say, um, it sounds similar. Yeah, absolutely. And also the Kurt Russell film Breakdown as well. Um, yeah. because well in breakdown they're they're out in the wilds um you know no major dwellings at all for miles around the really sinister stuff comes pouring out later on when jessica is kidnapped and bundled into a basement to be terrorized by this unknown man it isn't all blood and guts okay i will say that instead what it does is it opts to do a slow burn use of terror and foreboding and I think that works very well, actually, especially the moments where mm. Jessica's running through, running for her life through the woods. Um, yeah, it's 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 classic very thriller. Well, yeah, it's very well put together. And it has to be said that that's all down to Jules Wilcox, who plays Jessica. She's excellent in this film, absolutely excellent. I, I have to say, I might have seen her in stuff before, but never really stood out. Um, yeah. A true final girl, scream queen, um, with a little bit more nuance to the character as well, a bit more savvy, shall we say? Um, impressive performance in this film. Impressive performance. Um, and the thing is. When you look at the trailer, now you've seen the trailer, um, it yeah. does kind of look like a standard horror flick because that's the way that they've cut it. You know, you're running through the woods, oh, whatever else. Um, yeah, a little bit cliche in the trailer. Yeah, except for the fact that it does have a genuine sense of terror to it. And it, it's amped up by that terrific performance by, by Jules Wilcox. I think this is an absolutely cracking little horror thriller. In fact, I would probably mm. say, suggest it's more of a thriller than anything else. Nice. Didn't get lost in the woods then? No, no. Well, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, don't know about you. I don't know how good your Just... sense of direction is. Uh, yeah, not not that good. I'd be okay, still in the basement well, probably. Well, I'd I was go for say... a runner and then I'd have to come back again and go, sorry, mate, I can't find my way out. you got another I wouldn't even go something. for a runner. I'd be out of breath. <laughs> I'd, I'd be terrible at it. I'd be terrible. I've watched all these horror films, but I'd be absolutely terrible. Yeah, surely there's an escape route in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you making notes just in case. <laughs> 
<laughs> what have we got next, Mark? Uh, okay, so we'll uh, hit over to the DVDs now. We've got a film called Yellow Rose, which is a story about a Filipina teen from a small Texas town who fights to pursue her dreams as a country music performer while having to decide between staying with her family or leaving the only home she has known. Oh. Yeah. Um, there's another little indie movie that's sort of come out of nowhere with another great central performance, uh, this time from Eva Nobelzada. I hope I pronounced that right, um, as Rose Garcia, the, the title character. Um, this is a terrific performance from somebody who, this is her f- feature film debut. I mean, oh, it, wow. it's absolutely terrific. There's so much hurt and anger and pain that ripples through this performance that you can't help but get caught up in Rose's story. Um, mm. Because it's very clear that she wants to try and look at being a country music singer. And based on the couple of songs that she does sing in the film, she's got a really good voice. Um, yeah, you get a snippet in the trailer. So yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, the problem is that her mum won't allow her to pursue it, uh, instead wants to concentrate on you know academic studies and getting a proper job. The problem is the real world comes crashing down because her mum is arrested and jailed, ready for deportation back to the Philippines. Oh, um, oh dear. Rose escapes to her aunt's house, but they don't really see eye to eye. And instead, she heads to a country music bar that she frequented the night before. And there she she sort of finds these kindred spirits and a bit of a work ethic as well. Mm. Um, and that puts her on a, a path that she wants to be on. But at the same time, when she talks to her mom over the phone, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, I really like the delicate touch that this film takes between the happiness of Rose trying to find the singing career and also the sadness that Rose has with her mum not being around. And I think that that balance is difficult to strike. It really can be very difficult, yet I think this film manages it very well. And that comes from from the central performance by uh, Nobizada because she catches every emotion just at the right time. You know, that happiness where... She joins forces with an old country music singer. It's a delight to watch when he invites her into the studio. It's lovely. I mean, to hmm. be honest, those moments where it's her and this this older uh, guy who are just singing, I could have watched a film just about them two. It would have made a really fun double act movie of them yeah. trying to... Sounds like a star make, is born. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like a low-key star is born. Um then you throw in the heartbreak of Rose not having a mum around and also being out in the real world on her own when she's about 20 something, I would guess maybe even younger than that. Um, yeah, it's been powerful stuff in this film. It's It's got a lot of heart, this film. It really does run the gamut of emotions. It's got some great country music songs in it. Um, and as I said, based on this performance alone, I think Eva Nobazada has a very good acting career ahead of her. Excellent. A, a star in his book. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I do hope that people see this because, as I said, it is a very good film, plenty of heart. You'll mm. come away feeling upbeat. Nice. Yellow Rose, blooming good. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So it worst that one, didn't it? What, what's that last film? Okay, so 
We are going to go to Russia now for uh, this film. So this film is called The Blackout, Invasion Earth. Um, Life on Earth is rapidly destroyed except for a small area in Eastern Europe. You've seen this trailer. Oh, yes, I have. What did you think? Pretty good. Pretty (laughs) tense. You you seemed a little... I wasn't quite sure what was going on because there's no subtitles and it was all in Russian. (laughs) Uh, It looked like a scene out of Call of Duty or something. (laughs) Um, And then I heard some sort of alien noise and I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, hang on, this has gone a different way I thought it was going to go. Very very dark for a blackout. Yes, Uh, yes. And um, um, it's always snowing in Russia, isn't it? That's the other take yeah, on mine too. Uh, yeah, you've got a Does good it ever not there. snow in Russia? I'm sure it doesn't snow that much. It's probably not, but it's it's just what the mindset of filmmakers do, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, so you're right. Yeah, this is a sci-fi flick um, that was actually released in other countries about a year ago, actually. So we were one of the last countries to get it. But it's a bit of a nice surprise, I've got to be honest. It's one of those mid-level action flicks that has more mm. going for it than what you would think. Um, mm. Certainly, I think the look and the aesthetic of the film is very much its selling point. And it's right to do that because it looks fantastic. Uh, it's got mm. this deep, moody cinematography, and then at times it it sort of rips the, the Blade Runner dystopian look off, and it, it does it quite well, actually. Um, there's an element of Starship yeah. Troopers in there as well. Um, even going back to the, the really good Russian film, actually, Nightwatch, um, because this is a movie that throws a lot of style in a sort of military dystopian type way at the screen. And I think the majority of it sticks. Um, so as such, you get a film that looks really good, like visually to watch. It's very good. The CGI is done very well, even on the humans and aliens. Um, yeah. There is some care and attention gone into making this film. I will say that. Um, the storyline, much like the runtime, um, is a little bit bloated. The the okay, world, so yeah, it's mm, two, the world, two. yeah, just over two hours. Um, the world being in darkness, apart from this small area in Russia, is is kind of an interesting idea. I like that about it. I don't think it's fully utilized. However, it sort of doesn't matter because there is this kind of alien human hybrid character that keeps the kind of keeps the attention more focused on what's happening um mm. then if that wasn't enough there's loads of gunfights in this film okay loads of you know pew, pew, yeah. pew. the trailer was like 90 percent guns yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yes um <laughs> but i was a bit confused by them because they all look like they're using normal guns but that the firing colors and noise made them look like laser guns um oh, wow. so yeah, yeah i mean somewhere the, between real life and <laughs> Maybe, I'm, yeah, maybe I'm nitpicking in a film that honestly doesn't need to have that sort of complexity in it. But when you're having as much fun as I had with this film, it does seem a bit of a relevant question because you want to know if the good guys are using old fashioned guns or if they're using super cool futuristic lasers. Um, yeah. You need to know these things, or at least I need to know it. Uh, as I said, a little bit too long. Certainly, at over two hours, it could easily have been trimmed down to, I think, 90 minutes or just over. Um, it does have too much dialogue at times. Um, it constantly wants to give more exposition and then a bit more exposition. And then do you want some more exposition? Here's some more exposition. And you go, <laughs> OK, we've got it. We've got a few it. deleted scenes in here. Yeah, nice. it's like we've got it. <laughs> Maybe just go back to the action. Let the action speak for itself because that's yeah. what it is. Um, but, you know, here's the thing with this film. I think it came out at the right time, actually. Maybe I'm, I was just in a good mood at the time I watched it earlier this week. Whatever the case may be, 
I had a real blast with this film because I think because it harks back to that sort of mid 90s sci-fi movie um, yeah. that we're doing so well. You know, I mentioned Starship Troopers there. It does have a lot in common to Starship Troopers. It really does. Um, you were saying that, you know, you watch the trailer and uh, no subtitles. I will say this comes in two versions. It comes in a dubbed version, an English uh, language dubbed version and a subtitled version. I did start watching the sub uh, the the dubbed version however i felt it was a bit off putting it didn't it wasn't very well done so i reverted <laughs> to the subtitles uh, okay. which which felt better i've got to be honest but you know Slightly whatever smoother. whatever version you watch um i think you'll kind of enjoy it in a sort of i don't want to say those you know those brain in neutral films because that's just that's just not a thing yeah but yeah in terms of here's a dystopian film Get sci-fi lost in a different world yeah i think you'll kind of enjoy it oh yeah. fantastic i've been crying out for a bit. it was like ages since we had a good sci-fi kind of uh, get lost in a different planet a sci-fi film, film that doesn't take itself seriously um, yes i think that's the thing i'm all for serious sci-fi films and you know we've talked about uh, films that have AIs that go beyond who am I and actually trying to discover more stuff. Um, but we don't very rarely get sci-fi flicks that are just entertaining. Um, yeah, sci-fi action. Yeah, whereas this, I think this knows what it is. It just goes, yeah, we're just going to do this. A bit too much exposition. As I said a bit too much talking at times, but it goes, when we do action, we're just going to do it. Here we go. Here we Here are. We Who cares if there's lasers coming out of the guns? Exactly. Yes. We're just going to run around <laughs> wastelands shooting at each other, and you go, yeah, this is this Makes is sense. good fun. This is good fun. We need an Xbox game for this. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. It's yeah. just crying out for it, isn't it? Some sort of PS5 game. Yeah, definitely. Virtual reality and everything. Yes. Let's do it. Thank you very much. This looks like fun. Uh, what can we look forward to watching next week, Mark? So next week, we're going to be talking about uh, one of the big awards contenders. Um, it's on Netflix from Thursday. It's called Pieces mm. of a Woman. Um, we're also going to be talking about a film that is going straight to Amazon Prime. It's called Herself. We're mm. also going to be talking about a um, snowboarding horror film called Let It Snow. Oh, oh, I know, yes. I know, I know, I know. And then on DVD, we're going to be talking about Elizabeth Moss in Shirley. And we're also finally going to review The New Mutants, a film that I saw footage from oh. in 2017. I feel like we talked about this like long before we were even doing yes. the film reviews. Yeah, yes. I think I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, like New Mutants, you know, even when I saw wow. it last year... I had that thing where I won't believe this film exists until I finish watching it. And even though I finished watching it, I have notes. I don't know if it still exists. It feels like it's been that long. It's been 80 well, years. When I was a boy. Exactly. I remember. <laughs> going to yeah. release this. With yeah. So we're going to be talking about the new mutants, which is uh, a new X-Men film. Oh, exciting. Finally out there. <laughs> cool. Well, have a good uh, start to your year. And, I will, uh, yes. We shall reconvene in a week's time. Yes, we will. Excellent. Uh, have a good week. A few weekend. mince pies later. Oh, no, no more. No, I'm still going. I don't know if I'll ever get to the end. I'll bring them in next week. You can help me out. No, I don't want any more. I'm sick <laughs> of food. I'm sick of food. I am. Oh. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Bye. Phoenix 98FM. Go to phoenixfm.com and listen to online guest interviews. Check the events for your area and listen to great radio online.
Tom Pixel.